Hour number two. Away we go. It's brought to us by Allison Insurance. AllisonInsurance.com. Health insurance, life insurance, Medicare, supplements, and more. Bob and Robert Allison, they've got the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Allison Insurance has been helping you and your family for over 60 years. The Kansas City Chiefs last night take care of Philly. Instant classic. Great game. Jalen Hurts, uh, okay, he has the, the one big mistake. But uh, even that one mistake, it gives Kansas City a defensive score in the game. You really can't, you know, even with that one mistake, look at it and say that Jalen Hurts was any kind of bad last night. Okay, he might have had the the game's biggest mistake, uh, but boy, was was he really, really good on the big stage. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, though, in the second half, uh, some some – some big plays, obviously, from Mahomes, and Kansas City scores every possession in the second half. They win Super Bowl 57, 38-35. Elsewhere, how about this? Uh, this this little highlight right here, Connor, a big moment from the weekend that was for Sooner Softball. So much easier. Cold strike three. Espinoza goes down looking to end the fourth. That from Flo Sapa. Wow. The uh Can we get a little more enthusiastic, please? <laughs> what what excitement there <laughs> on Flo Softball. Just tremendous. Just tremendous. The Sooners, by the way. Did you see a lot of that frustration from the weekend that was? The Sooners are a perfect five and zero. The Mark Campbell invitational stay included wins over Duke, four to nothing to start the season off and then it was a sweat but Oklahoma finds a way over Liberty in extras remember the uh the uh throw away and Oklahoma races home wins one to nothing in extras in the in the eighth Stanford a run rule victory this was probably the performance that everybody felt the best about 10 to 1 Oklahoma in six over Stanford Washington that was uh, the cut you heard right there. That was Nicole May entering bases-loaded situation and uh, found a way out of the jam for Oklahoma. The Sooners went on and won that game versus top 15 Washington, 5-4. to four. And then uh, the getaway game yesterday, Oklahoma blanks San Jose State 9 to nothing in 5. So it was, to me, it was a great stay in the Mark Campbell Invitational. I mean, first things first, you're a perfect 5-0, and okay? And it's not the worst thing that Oklahoma gets tested a little bit. It's not all perfect, and they find a way to win in extras versus Liberty. They find a way to win a one-run ball game versus Washington. And, oh, by the way, in all of that, they also have a couple of run rule victories. So all things considered – I thought a great start to the, to the season for Oklahoma softball. Yeah, it was a great weekend. Played against some tough competition, too. I mean, the Washington game, that was just phenomenal. For Washington to go up one nothing after a homer in the first inning, then OU responds with uh, three runs in the bottom of the first. And, dude, Nicole May was just outstanding in that top of the seventh inning. Well, Washington had runners on third and second, 5-4 ball game. Then she gets back-to-back strikeouts. I mean, she, she was just big time. And she's been big time these last three or last uh, few years now when OU needs someone to come in and get some outs. Nicole Mays, uh, the girl that you want the ball in her hands. Three and a third, and 
it was one hit one hit ball with eight count them eight strikeouts for Nicole May in the win over Washington. Huge, huge on a night where it obviously was not the the best version of Jordy Ball that we've seen throughout uh, her career. So she got she got knocked around a little bit for four earned, and guess what? Nicole May comes in and delivers Oklahoma exactly what it wanted. They also show the depth. I mean, they had throughout that whole tournament, especially in the last game against San Jose State. I mean, different girls coming in, stepping up. Uh, first off, the pitcher uh, Kirsten Deal. I mean, stepping in, she was outstanding on the mound. I mean, dude, you just have so many girls, so many weapons that can step in and contribute. Uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. To watch what uh, she adds to this team. And then, dude, Grace Green, the girl who's a freshman at OU. What was it? Is she a is she a fifth year now? Grace Green. She was a, when she she's got to be when, yeah. she, when she was a freshman at OU. I mean, she was just top notch, and then she lost her spot, had to battle her way back in the lineup, and she comes up. Uh, what she hit a grand slam against San Jose State. I mean, it says a lot for a player to to lose her spot and to keep fighting and then get in when her opportunity is called for and hit a grand slam, dude. Well, that's what you're going to see a lot of from Oklahoma softball is the fact that you got benched or replaced or you're not in the lineup as much as you were in the past or would like to be. Oklahoma's just got a ton of firepower, man. They got a ton of options. It's tough. It's wildly tough. And with what Oklahoma did out of the transfer portal – it's more difficult than ever to get into this Oklahoma softball lineup. And yet, historically, we've, we've, seen, we've seen that a lot from the Sooners where somebody that isn't in the lineup, Connor, and all of a sudden gets an opportunity, guess what they do? They, they go out and make the most of it. Yeah, that's how it that, is. Someone, that's the latest example. Yep, someone is stepping off the bench. It does not matter who it is. They're going to come in and uh, get a hit. And the transfer portal additions have just been, just been huge. I mean, Sidney Sanders, the Haley Lee – Girl from A and M, man, she's got some power uh, coming off the bat. Just, just so many weapons uh, as it is every year now. Would you like to? Would you like to hear some from Haley Lee recapping the opening weekend? Let's do it. it was. Yep. Sooners came out swinging. Um, we knew we were coming to Cali uh, to play in some nice warm weather, so we were coming out strong. Um, we faced some pretty good teams this weekend, so it was fun to get out of playing each other and see some see some different people for the first time. So. Uh, the pitchers did their thing, you know. Uh, they've been throwing every day, every other day, you know, getting in a groove, finding their rhythm. So to see them execute against these other teams, um, very big moment for them and big moment for us to just see them execute and dominate on the mound. Yeah, I mean, uh, the offense, you know, kind of – Talking about the offense. Maybe on the first day, but finally, you know, picked it up and, you know, you had a home run against Stanford. And – Talking the, the offense, Stanford, San Jose State, picking um, up late. You know, finding your groove is a big thing. We talk a lot about finding your rhythm, finding your tempo, finding your pace. And I think once we kind of got into that mindset and seeing uh, the pitches that we wanted and attacked on those and just capitalized on the strikes instead of just getting out of our out of our rhythm uh, was very big for us. So we're going to keep fighting, keep grinding, and just keep working as a team to get better. And you'll see some more coming from us soon. So It's got to be the – perfect outcome for this Oklahoma coaching staff you you get to say eh, 
couple of things here that weren't quite right, and yet, oh, by the way, you get a couple of run rule victories, and ultimately you leave the Mark Campbell a perfect 5-0. and the, Yeah, and the bats took for took a little bit to get going, but once it, once it uh, got going, I mean, that was just, that was just, really, just really fun to watch. And, yes, going up against – Really t- tough competition. I think that's what everyone kind of around the nation wanted to see. OU get tested uh, early on in the season, but it, it didn't matter. So the schedule ahead, by the way, uh, if you're curious, the Getterman Classic coming up next for Oklahoma on Friday, that uh, the 17th down in Waco. All of these uh, games down there for the Getterman Classic from, from Waco down at uh, Baylor, 1230 on Friday versus Longwood, Stephen F. Austin. On Saturday, that's also a 12-30 first pitch. And then, uh, let's see, one more game on Saturday night versus Army at 5-30. And Sunday versus Baylor at noon. So that's what's up next for Oklahoma. And the the Baylor game will be an ESPN Plus there game. There you go. That'll be fun going up against Baylor, non-Big 12 uh, game early on in the season for a tournament. So I'm looking at these, and unless something changes or I'm just not seeing it correctly, this is not uh, a flow softball situation. Just that final game will be on ESPN+. Plus. Huh. Yeah, I, dude, I'm, I'm not sure how that works. Because the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic is definitely going to be on flow softball. Okay. So at the end of the month, Oklahoma's got games versus Cal State Fullerton, A&M, Utah, uh, Loyola Marymount and UCLA is the big one, obviously, and all of those will be on Flow Softball. So I'm, I'm going to assume that since ESPN Plus is listed on that Baylor game and uh, just the, the radio broadcast is listed on the other Getterman Classic games that you, you don't have those. Just listen to Plank. Streaming I mean, on Flow yeah. Softball. Well, you probably should do that anyways. Yes. I mean, I hear, do that anyways. Dude, I hear a lot of – oh, man, I hear a lot of people talking about – or talking crap on Flow Softball, which it – yeah, it's not very good. The, broad- the broadcast uh, isn't great. Yeah. G- Gunny of Stutzman Army. The only thing tremendous about Flo is how lousy the whole broadcast is. It is, yeah. Dan and Madison. I'm not sure why anyone would waste money on Flo softball. Go old school. Listen to Plank Call the Games. It brought back memories of old days. Listening to Treps and Brooks. Great job. There good you go, job, Plank. Dan. Yeah. That's the way to go. Listen to Plank. You know the why would anybody why would anybody get the Flow Softball subscription? Well, because you want to watch, and understandably, the quality of broadcast is, of course, not as good as what you get with Toby, with Plank, with Chad uh, McKee. I mean, all, all these guys that call Oklahoma sports for you and I'm I'm missing plenty of other names that help out uh with the uh, Teddy Teddy can't forget can't forget Teddy Gabe everybody involved with Oklahoma athletics on the broadcasting side we're spoiled that being said the flow softball broadcast not not necessarily great I mean even that strikeout we played from Nicole (laughs) May it's oh my goodness can we get a little pep in our step what is going on get excited uh uh, Jim and Arlington says the Washington Husky Barstool had to walk this one back after calling OU softball overrated. The they, bar- they did. They did put a tweet out uh, right after they hit a homer in the first inning. And then shortly after, shortly after OU puts uh, three runs in the bottom of the first. The Barstool accounts are so dumb, aren't they? <laughs> who was it? Uh, who was it that Oklahoma? 
was it Northwestern's bar stool last yes, year? Yes, yes. It just did not age well at all. Dude, they were putting shambles, yeah, later in the game. <laughs> but that's kind of the shtick, right, is live, in, live and die with every positive moment or negative moment. And if you've got one positive moment to celebrate early against Oklahoma and you can you can needle OU fans a little bit and call softball uh, here overrated, then that's going to happen with a barstool account. When, you, when you're number one, they want to take you down. Aged like spoiled milk. <laughs> Just pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. And you know what? Hey, enjoy your tweet because the Sooners will enjoy their perfect 5-0 and start and their win over Washington, by the way. Hour number two, we are underway. We've got more audio we can share with you from the Super Bowl. We still uh, haven't haven't really listened to any post-game sound from Oklahoma men's basketball. I know it not necessarily uh, not necessarily rosy audio out there for Oklahoma fans. The uh, the Jayhawks handily victorious inside the LNC. We haven't talked sooner women's hoops, so we can do that as well. It's the Plank Show again, hour number two, presented by Allison Insurance. Allisoninsurance.com. They've been uh, helping you and your family for over 60 years. I'm Josh Helmer alongside Connor Pasby. We call this the Plank Show, but really it's your show. We want to hear from you. Air Comfort Solutions text line, all yours, 405-651-3439. The Riverwind Casino jackpot line as well. It's, uh, it's open, open for business. You can call us up, get right in on the phone lines right now. Take an opening timeout, keep rolling along. It's the Plank Show. Back with you, it's the Plank Show. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. Hour number two presented by Allison Insurance. Appreciate them over at Allison Insurance. Check them out online. Pretty simple, allisoninsurance.com. 405-745-2968. Bob and Robert Allison. They can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Allison Insurance has been helping you and your family for over 60 years. The post-game press conference from one Porter Moser, it uh, started out like this. I thought we came out playing the right way. I thought you know we jumped out to a lead. I thought our defense was really good in the beginning. Um, and it's the, the, the storyline of the game is the decision-making and barrage of turnovers. Um, 24 turnovers, five assists. I mean, say no more. To give a team, the defending national championship, that many turnovers, um, I thought, I thought everything from like we were trying to get three on two, two on ones, two on ones. We threw a lob pass like almost over the backboard. Just it was um, we got down to the paint and uh, refused to kick it. I mean, just you know, um, just the barrage of the contagiousness of the offense of 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 turnovers when we got to the paint instead of kicking it. Playing off two feet, the fundamental of playing off two feet instead of running. I mean, Kansas has. Uday, K.J. Adams, Jalen Wilson coming down to block your shot. You can't just go off one foot. We've talked about that. Um, so I really feel the, um, the, our offense dictated our defense in the second half, uh, the, in, that, in that run. I thought we regrouped at halftime, came out, tried to punch back, made him call a timeout, cut that thing right back down, um, and then the turnover started again. Um, it went, and then the turnovers turned into the other guys, our guys just standing around. Um, you know, all, when, when the guys weren't kicking it, and that was contagious, when they're not kicking it and the ball's not moving, you know, and we go to the rim, then, then they just, then we stood around. Constantly, it was from the sideline. My throat's almost about, 
continue to move, continue to cut, run our offense. And, um, you know, frustration set in with, with the movement of our offense because then it got really stagnant of standing around, um, watching someone just go in there and not kick it. And uh, so um, I know we're pouring into some young guys and you're going to live with some young mistakes uh, with that, um, especially a, a team like that that makes you pay. Um, you know, we missed a shot, we come down, we get backdoored. We missed a shot, we come down, we're supposed to go under a screen, we go over, we hit the screen, Harris goes downhill and throws it up for the lob. Same mistake two times in a row, that lob dunk. All right, you're supposed to go under that, we banged it, five has to step up, they throw the top for lob. Our, you know, just, it just, it's, it, the turnovers dictated our offense. Okay, there you go. Anything in particular right there, Connor, grab you in what, I, there's a lot, I understand that from Coach Moser, but uh, anything in particular? The, I mean, the turnover, he's really harping on that. I mean, that's what killed him, and he's right. You can't give the defending champs, I mean, that many turnovers, especially at your own place, dude. I mean, to turn the, turn the ball over that many times, that, that's just crucial. You just cannot, you cannot do that against a top-10 team. Oklahoma had, again, that nice start. To they, the were, they were controlling the game for the first, yeah, for the first, t- for the first 10 minutes. Well, and then start of the second half too, right? Came out, hit some shots, and cut uh, cut into that deficit. And you thought, okay, well, who knows here? And then it just it just totally totally steamrolled after that, snowballed after that, and uh, Oklahoma not not able to stick anywhere close with Kansas. Frustrating. It's uh, you know another game. My my big takeaway, excuse me, my big takeaway. What I keep talking about this morning, Connor. That's frustrating. To me, watching it play out is it's obviously much different than what we saw in round one versus West Virginia, Baylor, Kansas each. That, that to me, is uh, not, not a good sign at all. Positives. Okay, can we, can we play the positives game at all? Yeah. Uh, what are positives? Not from just this game individually, but paint me a picture where there's some layer of optimism for Oklahoma basketball. So going you, you, you want you want some positives right now from from the last or from the last few games, just this season so far. Just season. Look, I get it. This this is borderline a futile exercise. Okay, they they got routed by West Virginia. The Baylor game they were comfortably beaten, and oh by the way, this was a disaster closing the game versus Kansas. But paint me some optimism for Oklahoma. Well, it's it's the talent they have right now. It just doesn't. If we're just being honest, Josh, it doesn't match up with what other uh, the other Big Twelve teams have, and it it shows on the court. Early in the season, you had those close losses that just didn't go your way, and I think that really took a toll on the team. And then you started getting some blowouts here and there, and you just can't you can't get up for that. It's just gone uh, completely, uh, just completely south. And we talked about this four game stretch right here. Uh, it started in Waco. We're saying, hey, maybe if they can split these four games, then maybe you can build some confidence maybe later in the year and see if you can maybe sneak into the tournament. Well, now you're 0-2 on this uh, four-game stretch, and it does not look pretty. I think the tournament's kind of out of the question now, unless, well, you, unless you just go on a complete tear and then win a game or two in the Big 12 tournament. So – You've got Kansas State. You've got Texas. You've got Iowa State. You've got Kansas State again. You got TCU. There's opportunities, but being realistic, two and ten in the league, and 
12 and 13 overall and this recent stretch there's there's no reason to be legitimately hopeful that Oklahoma's magically going to win half of those games or four out of what is that six games left and give themselves any sort of a look at being an at-large team now granted believe it or not and I said this before the Kansas game I think I think I'm a broken record here I said it before uh each of the games well each of the games last week Baylor and Kansas believe it or not if you you get anywhere close to 500 in that final eight game stretch or just above 500 because of what the league is you're going to merit a look from the NCAA tournament selection committee on an at-large resume just because of the strength of the league and the the quality of wins that you would pick up but look I'm I'm with you I get it it's highly highly unlikely and there's there's a quit factor maybe at play with this team right now yeah well and the goal in the big 12th is to protect your home court and maybe and steal a few uh road games on the road and OU's not doing that they're not protecting their home court and feels like every road game god dude it's just been a blowout the last few times I mean Baylor and Waco uh close game down the stretch but then Baylor started hitting some shots but now you look at these road games coming up at Iowa State in Hilton Coliseum. I, I just I do not see that happening. Uh, at Texas and Austin, uh, Texas plays really good at home. They killed West Virginia over the weekend. Oh man, dude, just buckle up because I don't think I don't think we're gonna have any good news for these next for these next few games for OU. It, it doesn't seem like it. it. It doesn't seem like it. I hope we're wrong. But uh, you know, positives. Young players, you're hoping that that they're growing. Milos Yuzan at times has has done really some nice things, right? That that is at least one building block as you look forward. O- Otega Owe, you see some what do you good think? things. I mean, yeah, you see some good things. I think that the shot selection that's going to come with a freshman. I mean, the shots that Owe's taken when he's driving down, he just needs to kick it out. There's too many guys right there to put up a shot. So shot selection by Owe has been a little bit questionable, but he is a freshman. He's going to grow. I think he's a solid player for this OU team. I mean, you kind of you kind of have to play him, right? You're not really deep right now, and he's athletic, and you can put him in the game. He defends well as well too. So him and Yuzan, they they've been growing up, dude. They're fun to watch. They're going to be really good players uh, by the time they're done at OU. But there's there's just no way to spin it. I mean, it's a bad team right now. It is, yes. Yeah, it's sure it's in a great league, but. The Sooners are just they're just not good. Sooner Gundy uh, puts that a different way. I'm positive the Sooners stink, and that's not even really the word that he used. Positive. Tanner Groves is out of eligibility. Oh, geez, that's yeah. from the 405. <laughs> hey, and I'll say this on Tanner Groves. Oklahoma is running into a similar problem that, in my opinion, it had with Brady Manick. Tanner Groves, if he could just be a stretch four for Oklahoma – and if he was a 20 minutes a game guy, I think that the fan base would would love Tanner Groves. He would be a really, really nice player at Oklahoma if he wasn't asked to be your primary big and a 35 minutes a night kind of guy. Yep. A four the four spot would be perfect for Tanner Groves. He he just he just can't bang down low with the athletic bigs that other Big 12 teams have. Unfortunately, because of the the roster construction right now, that's not an option. Yeah. So 
am I sitting here trying to say Tanner Groves is one of the greatest bigs that Oklahoma's had? No, but I do think, again, Oklahoma's running into a similar problem that it had with Brady Manick. It's the across the board they don't have enough bigs, and those guys are playing spots that probably they shouldn't be playing. And, I mean, no disrespect to Godwin, but if your second big is a walk-on uh, kid coming – off the bench, I mean that says a lot. You just don't you don't have athletic bigs that uh, can really can match up with anybody. I think Goblin's he's a fine player, but he's similar to like Tanner Gross. You just can't he can't guard underneath. But enough of enough of this negativity. We got some girls basketball positive sides. Yes, we do, and let's <laughs> let's talk about some of that next. Florida Sooner says, "Come on, guys! The only optimism involves the women's sports right now." So let's do transition. Let's shift gears here. It's the Plank Show with you on a post-Super Bowl Monday. Uh, We can talk more Super Bowl if you want. I just figure probably everywhere people are getting, you know, beat over the top of their head with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Obviously, I'm ecstatic this morning. I'm doing jumping jacks in here, but we're here to talk Sooners with you because it's the home of Sooner fans. So let's talk uh, a big win, another one for Ginny Baranchek's crew. 20 wins now on the season. Josh and Connor, it's the Plank Show. T.O. and we're back. Turn this trash, this lip-synced trash off. There's no way she's singing this. Do you, uh... Think that some of it was lip sync last night? Uh, 100%, yeah. <laughs> you do. Yeah. But a lot of it was not, though. No. I mean, I don't know. Maybe a few songs, yes. But some of them, I think she actually sung. I'll, I will be transparent. I 1000% turned to Amanda last night and said, Oh my gosh, this is such crap. She's totally lip syncing this. None of this is real. And then there was a, a part that came up right after that in the performance, and I said, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe she is singing it. Maybe maybe this isn't lip sync. Di- the Diamond song, I it looked like she sung that. That one was not lip sync. I'm not here to tell you that the halftime performance was a Prince halftime performance or Dr. Dre and Friends performance, but uh, I think I think it was solid. I think it was solid. I can't believe that that her rep would release that afterwards that she was pregnant. That's wild. Well, I think didn't didn't everyone think that she just had a kid? So that's what it looked like. But she did. No one knew that she was. Yes, yeah, no one knew she was pregnant again. That's crazy. Crazy that she uh, did well, the Super Bowl performance. Yeah, I mean, I th- yeah, I think it's awesome for her to go through all that and while pregnant, put as much time as she did. It was entertaining, right? Was yeah, it the best? Probably not. No, not the best. But I don't. I don't think it deserves some hate. Like I said earlier. And, yes, we're going to get back to, to basketball in just a moment. Like I said earlier, I'm I'm sort of out of the loop on some of the commercials. Right? I'm trying to think, what, what would even be one that really caught me that I thought was one of the best? I'm so focused on the game. I'm neurotic. Well, they're, they're, nearly, they're not as good as what they used to be. That's the thing. They're not as funny. But the Caddyshack one was good with Tony Romo, like, Yes. Under the tree. Yes, yes that, that, that was good. good. Yes. What uh what else happened in that commercial? I don't know. They just had the same I don't know. They kind of made the actors they kind of made it like sink in like the Caddy the Caddyshack movie, like some scenes from the movie. But I di- I didn't pay as much attention to the commercials like I usually do. Well, your team was playing. 
Jalen Hurts was in the game. You're nervous about it. Yeah, I was rooting on Jalen. No, but, man, I was rooting on Creed and Orlando, too. Pretty cool to see them. Uh, Creed to win uh, his first one. Do the Eagles have staying power? Or was this a they got there once and it's going to be tough for them to get back routinely? Because I think, I mean, let's call it what it is. The defensive holding penalty, what, however you feel about it, and if you're upset about it, chances are part of the reason you're upset about it is because you didn't want Kansas City to win the game, right? Because Kansas City has been in this game three out of the last four years, right? And they played in the AFC Championship five years. I, I get it. As a neutral observer or somebody that's not a Chiefs fan, <laughs> it's not fun necessarily when you watch Golden State or whoever get back to that point and win and win and win. So I understand it. We know, we think that the Chiefs, Mahomes isn't done, right? Now, is he going to win seven and be Brady? Okay, well, that's, uh, I, I thought somebody put this well last night. That's an ocean away for for Mahomes to even come anywhere close to sniffing that, right? If he gets to four, would be remarkable. Yeah. But probably it would be shocking if he doesn't play for at least one more, right? He'll get back, we think. Yeah, I think he'll get back. I mean, going back to the Eagles, such a great season. I think they can do it again. I mean, they got the right pieces, uh, a really good defense. Yeah, they struggled in the second half with uh, Patrick Mahomes just keep making plays. But just going back to dude, the holding call, I mean, just a, such a great game for it to come down to that. I think everyone it was beautiful, everyone, wasn't it? I know, it was, yeah. <laughs> I think everybody <laughs> loved it. They were thrilled with it. But I, I think everyone wanted a game-winning touchdown drive or maybe a game-winning field goal from like 40 or 50 yards out, not needing the ball to set up a, what, a 25-yard field goal for the win. But it's the for the Chiefs, it's the right thing to do, though, right, to chew out the remaining of the time. To kick a game when you feel goal like that. Oh, they handled it beautifully. They did. Yes, they did. They handled it beautifully. What What do you say out there, folks? The The Eagles, do they have staying power? Are they getting back? History hasn't typically been kind to Super Bowl losers. A lot of times it's, it's not great afterwards. So will the Eagles, can the Eagles, is it likely that they're getting back and doing this on a regular basis with Jalen Hurts? The way that he played in the game, man, he looks like he's just getting better and better and better. And, you know, the first couple of playoff games for Philly, they they weren't winning those two playoff games because Jalen Hurts was awesome. Against the Chiefs, he was awesome. He, he was great last night. And if they win, there's no doubt he's the, the most valuable player. So there's, the, there's nobody else he could have given it to. Yeah. So Sooner Gundy says the Eagles got to pay Hurts, so not sure. Yeah, eventually they're going to get to that point where they're going to have to give uh, Jalen Hurts what he wants money-wise. The Oklahoma women, if uh, we can segue to Sooner Sports again, that bring us joy at this this particular moment in time. The Oklahoma women, they go on the road. They roll the Cats in Manhattan. That's uh, now 20 wins on the season for OU, 20-4, and 10-3 in the Big 12. And let's see, outscored the Wildcats by a combined 19 in the second and third quarters to uh, earn their fourth win in a row. Sooners still right there. Knock, knock, knocking on. Hey, hey, horns. Hey, Longhorns. (laughs) We're here. Right here. Right here behind you. Hanging out. 
Just just one game back. One game back in the standings. And they got they got Texas at home in a little bit, right? Yes, they they do. They've got uh, let me pull I'll pull out the schedule for you and I can I can tell you exactly when that game's being played. I can also tell you Liz got a season high 20 points for her. Eight boards as well. And Oklahoma takes care of biz on the road versus Kansas State. So the path ahead for OU, it uh, looks like this after the 85-68 win over Kansas State. Man, what just a great week for Sooner women's hoops. The, the Baylor overtime win. Speaking of double-figure comebacks, <laughs> the Chiefs, and we, we talked about Mahomes' 58% when uh, he trails by double figures, which is, of course, a ridiculous percentage. It's the, the, the best since 1950 in the National Football League, and probably that number's going to go down at some point because it's just you just don't continue to do that. Probably, we think, right? Well, the master, the artist of the comeback, the Oklahoma women, also an artist of the comeback. They did that again last week where I think it's the 12th time under Coach Ginny Baranchek in yeah. these past two seasons, dude, that they, they've erased they, a double-figure deficit. They start, yeah, they start off slow, and dude, they pick it up in the second half, and they cannot miss uh, from three. I mean, they, they didn't have to do that against K-State. Start out a little slow, but K-State wasn't really hitting shots. But, man, that offense just exploded in Manhattan in the second half. 98-92 OT last uh Last week over Baylor, and then obviously the the win over Kansas State. Yesterday afternoon, 85-68, and the schedule ahead, it looks like this to close. You've got the pink game coming up on Wednesday night at 6 o'clock versus Texas Tech inside the LNC. Then you've got got a trip to Kansas. That is uh, this coming Sunday at 2 o'clock. Texas, the return date, February 25th. So what is that, a week from Saturday? Week from Saturday. You've got yes. – uh, that'll be a huge game. That's going to be an awesome game, yes. We need a packed, packed house in the LNC for the girls on that Saturday. That's going to be a huge game. Oh, it's – I probably to determine the regular season uh, Big 12 champion. It, it will go a long way to that. If you handle your business versus both Tech and Kansas, then it, it's going to give you the opportunity, yes, for just that. And then after Texas – K-State inside the LNC, who obviously you you just beat comfortably, and Oklahoma State in Stillwater before the Big 12 tournament. So that's what the 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 way forward looks like for Oklahoma women's basketball. Then you'll be fighting for either a four-seed, three-seed, or two-seed. That's going to determine how uh, the rest of the season goes for OU. I know you feel a lot better in that two-seed or three-seed uh, spot for the tournament. And a quick peek at bracketology. What does that look like? Littering and, littering and, from the 10th. So this is not updated. What what would the 10th be? The end of last week? What day was that? Is that, that Friday? That was Friday, yes. Okay, so Friday morning was the most recent update. And Oklahoma, where are you? Come on. I, oh, there you go. Six seed is where they had. Oh, a six? They just... A six seed? Charlie Cream has had no love for the Big 12 at all throughout this whole thing. I, I'm gonna how, do, how are they a six seed? I don't oh know. Gosh, dude. I don't know. The disrespect. They've won 20 games. They might win a Power 5 regular season crown. They're 20 and 4. <laughs> I know. I know. I get that maybe their strength of schedule isn't what some of these other teams have done 
at the top, but a six seed? They don't have they don't have any bad losses on their schedule. So a six seed, if we correlate it out, is like back end of the top twenty five, right? Yeah. So and Oklahoma's rated thirteenth right now. <laughs> was last week in the oh that go women's up. basketball They're... coaches poll. Well, I'm just saying that even uh, even that would be like worst case according to the coaches poll would be a a four seed, and Charlie Cream's got him as a six seed. So I don't know. Make that make sense? Yeah, that that just odds me. I don't that don't make any sense. I think they'll finish as a three or four. There's no shot they'll be a six seed. Well, if they keep winning, yeah, if they if, keep winning, yeah. If they keep winning, it's going to be surprising if they they don't finish in that top four seed lines. Where we got to look at where some of these these the first two rounds right would be played in Norman if uh, they take care of business right. Is yeah, that that's, right? What, I mean, that's what we saw last year. What, what were they last year? The seed there were four. I could I could be wrong. So they've got a chance to maybe maybe position themselves. Uh, into hosting the first couple of rounds, which I think, you know, if you win the Big 12, you got to be in position for that. All right, take a final timeout, hour number two, Josh and Connor. It's the Plank Show right here on The Ref. You know, one thing I think we need to reset and discuss a little bit in this coming hour, Connor, how do we feel? We It, it happened last week, and I don't even know that we had the time or opportunity to fully give it. It's due uh, airtime or reaction. I mean, the the jump to the SEC being finalized is still massive news. the The fact that this thing is is done, deeper conversation. We we need to discuss how's how's everybody feeling about it. I, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that it got done. I'm not in that. Hey, let's have you know as much time as possible to get into the SEC, I'm sort of a rip-the-band-aid-right-off kind of a person, Connor. I think that that is good news for Oklahoma that they they found a way to get it done where they're going to get in one year early. But uh, we can we could give that a full deep dive in the, the final hour. We've got the top five stories of the day as well coming up. If uh, this is your first time listening to the Plank Show this morning, we're happy. Happy that you've chosen the uh, the Ref Radio Network, the home of Sooner fans this morning. I am Josh Elmer. He, ladies and gentlemen, is Connor Pasby. And normally, Chris Plank would be on what is the Plank Show. But, of course, he's traveling back from California where he was out there manning the mics for Oklahoma softball's perfect 5-0 start. So he'll be back uh, in, well, with me tomorrow like he normally would be. In the meantime, before we dive into the, the SEC move being finalized and just what what again if you're new to the show what we do at the top of hour number three the newcastle casino top five stories of the day where basically it's a around the horn look at hey here's the big stories happening in sports which obviously super bowl 57 and the sooner weekend that was going to be big parts of that let's look at uh, the text line though just real quick a couple of these anything catch your eye there connor before we hop to hour number three Oh, we. St- I mean, we still got some uh, Super Bowl talk over the weekend. What happened uh, last night? Uh, for thoughts on Philly, if they can um, get back once again to a Super Bowl. Uh, someone from the three one four says yes, they are young and they draft well. Yeah, they do have a young group, and 
dude, they're just still, they're still uh, really solid defensively. They have a really good uh, defensive line. So a lot, a lot of Super Bowl uh, talk we still have from last night. Yeah, and and we'll clean up the text line next hour as well. One, you know, one thing we haven't talked about at all with the Super Bowl is the field itself, which was a big topic of discussion. But, hey, that's going to do it for hour number two. We're right up against it. So let's hop to hour number three. It's the Plank Show. So happy you guys are with us on a post-Super Bowl 57 Monday right here. It's the home of Sooner fans.